0: Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to stand with me for the reading of the word. And we will. I'm not going to be long today. Amen. But I want to just say a few things this 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 afternoon. Amen. I want to remind some people of some things. If you have your Bibles that want to direct your attention to First Thessalonians. Chapter number four and verse number 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and verse number 13 and a few passages of Scripture. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That's talking about those that have died in Christ. That ye sorrow not either, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we talked about that, A couple of Sundays ago on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, amen, Jesus dying and rising again. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Amen. That's those that have been uh, that have gone on to be with the Lord, those that have died in the faith and are buried in the ground. Amen. And the Bible continues, verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, say that with me, we which are alive and remain, we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And verse 16 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, And with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain. Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. To meet the Lord in the air. This is talking about the rapture of the church. Amen. When we meet Him in the air. He's not coming down to touch Uh, this terra firma, He's not coming down to touch this earth, but He's coming to meet us, if you will, halfway. Amen. He'll do what He can, and you've got to do what you can this morning. And you've got to get that resurrection power, full of the Holy Ghost, so that when that day comes and that the trumpet of the Lord sounds, we have the ability to get out of this world and to meet Him in the clouds of glory. Verse 18, the the chapter continues. It, It finishes Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And then quickly, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 19. It says it like this. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, yes. we are of all men most miserable. In other words, if all you've got is this life, there's a certain level of misery that you're going to experience. But if you can come to understand that there is a better place that God uh, wants to take you and I, amen, one of these days that's talking about heaven, amen, and there is a joy, there is a happiness, there is an excitement that will fill your soul knowing that He's got, amen, a place prepared for me and for this church, for you, and for your family today. And I want to just talk for a few moments, a few minutes, if you will, this morning, if you'll allow me, when God takes His people home. When God takes His people home. Amen. Somebody said, I want to be on that. I I want to be among that number. I want to be among that number. Hallelujah. God, we ask you right now in this place to speak to us today. We thank You, Lord, for already in this service confirmation. God, from the beginning of this service, Lord, as You've already confirmed the Word that You put in my spirit, God, and You allowed it to turn over and to burn in my soul yesterday in prayer, I'm asking You, Lord, to anoint me to preach Your Word and anoint this people to receive the Word of the Lord today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before you're seated, why don't you clap your hands and lift up your voice and worship him? Come on, could you do that alone your mic this morning? Come on, I think there's somebody here that would pass the timeline to say, Clap your hands. Amen. You thought it was just a joke. Amen. Well, clap your hands, lift up your voice and shout for joy this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Before we continue in this service, amen. I want everybody to clap their hands and to lift up their voice and to give him glory, to give him praise today. promise to preach with me amen and god will have his way this morning i've come to encourage somebody in this place this morning amen i've come to encourage somebody in this place this morning that no matter what you may have to go through to get to this church house this morning can i tell you that it is worth every uh every amount of strength and energy that you put forth to get to church on a sunday morning can I tell you that it is worth every trial you've got to endure, amen, to be right with God, and it's worth everything you've got to, uh, you every hurdle you've got to overcome, amen, to get what God has in store for you, amen. You may feel some of you today like you've been going through the proverbial hell on earth, and it may feel like everything's been contrary to the way you've been trying to live. Can I tell you, perhaps God's Trying to get somebody's attention this morning? Can I tell you, Amen, that for a few moments on this Sunday morning, you and I can experience a little bit of heaven down here on this earth, Amen. It will lift him up. It will worship him. It will magnify him. You, you may got to push through all of the distractions. You may have to push through all of the hindrances and the obstacles. You may got to push through some hurt. You may got to push through some offenses. You may have to push through some obstacles and some hurdles today. But I believe, amen, that in this service today, God can bring heaven down to this place yes. and where you're living today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, you know, sometimes it's hard living for God. Sometimes my faith is tried. And in fact, so many times my faith is tried. And so many times, amen, perhaps you wonder, why do I got to get up Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday and prepare myself and come to church and get ready again? Am I just doing this? Am I just going through the motions so my pastor uh, can be happy and can pat me on the back? Or is there perhaps a higher purpose and a greater reason for you coming to church, for you paying your tithe and giving in the offering? Is there perhaps a higher reason? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus said, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where thieves come in and they steal and wear rust and moths amen they do destroy amen but when i come to church when i give in the offering when i pay my tithe when i pray on bending knee day by day when i seek this face when i put on my coat and tie And I get ready to come to church. And I get ready. Amen. I'm doing it because I want to please him. And also I'm doing it because I want to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Can I tell somebody in 2019 there's still a heaven to gain and a hell to shun? Whatever it costs you. A heaven, amen, to grab a hold of, and there's still a hell to avoid, brother Noah, whatever it costs. I'm gonna tell you, Amen. Well, God's got a place prepared for you, and God is working on your behalf, just like Jesus is working to prepare as they said, a mansion over the hilltop. Amen. The devil seeking to steal and to kill and to destroy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God God wants somebody in this place to know, amen, that there is a heaven, amen, to gain. I didn't say there's a pastor's approval to get, but there's a heaven to gain. And there's a hell to shun. There's a hell to avoid. Whatever the cost would be. We read here in this uh, passage of Scripture in Thessalonians, uh, Amen. About a particular event that the Bible talks about. And in praying, even again this morning, I said, God, I I pray, Lord, that you would help to confirm the word that I feel you put into my spirit confirm this word. And and when Brother Walmer began talking a few moments ago, I began to think, well, he's going to just talk all about my message and stomp all over my notes. But to me, it was confirmation that God wants somebody to, to know and to be reminded that there is a heaven. That's why I'm living for God. Because I want to get there. I want to make it to heaven. And the way in which we are transferred. We are transported from this life. Uh, from this world. Uh, to that celestial city. Amen. Far beyond the starry sky. is Thessalonians uh, lets us know. Amen. That one of these days there's going to be a trumpet. That's going to sound. There's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound. Hallelujah. And it is, Brother Walmer, the final call for his church. If you do not hear that trumpet sound, if you are not raptured out of this world when that trumpet sounds, then honey, you're going to be left behind. And there's not going to be any more hope for you. And there's not going to be another chance. Brother Walmer, that will be their final opportunity. That is their final moment. But the thing is, I want to tell you today, the Bible says neither you nor I, amen, nor the angels in heaven know that day. None of us know the time in which, amen, God's going to look over and say, hey, Gabriel, you still got that trumpet? Yes, sir, I got the trumpet. I think it's about time. You go ahead and sound that thing. I think it's about time, Gabriel. You go ahead and put your put that trumpet to your mouth. Take that big breath of air. And begin to blow on that trumpet, let that thing ring out. Ring it so loud, Dave, that this entire world hears a trumpet sounding. Uh I don't know if you've been uh customing around music long yes. enough, hey, amen. But I've been blessed to hear. Uh, actually, I think a lot of Hispanic music has, has a lot of trompetas, the, the trumpets. It's a it's a it's a clarion call, it's a beautiful sound. When that that uh, uh that, that man puts that trumpet to his mouth and he begins to play. That thing, it'll get everybody's attention. It's not a flute or something that's cute. That I can almost, I can kind of hear it in the background no a trumpet if the trumpet goes off you're all gonna know there's a trumpet going off that's why they used trumpets in in warfare many years ago and it was uh, it was a marching call uh, when the when the commanding officer said bring that trumpet that was um that was a command to all those that couldn't see the commander that was a, that was the command to all those that couldn't hear the commander uh, when that trumpet began to go off in a certain rhythmic manner amen everybody knew that's that means march that that means forward, that means conquer, yes. that means go forward. And one of these days Amen, Gabriel is going to put his lips on a trumpet and take that big breath of air and begin to blow that trumpet. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And when that trumpet sounds, this church this, I would say even more clearly today, so you don't mistake what I'm saying. Those that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, those that have been baptized in Jesus' name, those that have repented of their sins, those that are holy for God, separate from this world, those that are looking for His appearing, those that are looking and watching and waiting, and the same God, come quickly, come quickly, come quickly day is going to come. Just as sure as I'm standing in front of you this morning, that day is going to come. Amen. When this church is going to be raptured out of here, transported from this moment, from this place to that heavenly city. I'm talking about, as the Bible says, it's in the twinkling of an eye. As fast as you can blink your no, eye ah, I'm going to be gone I'm getting on out of here oh, yalalala, so cool. I want us to lift our hands And I want us to put our minds upon Him I want us to take a few moments to worship Him Oh, Reboshatala, satan Dio, Reboshatala, Reboshatala Matthew chapter 24 verse number 36 says But of that day and that hour knoweth no man No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, giving a marriage. They were carrying on as if nothing was going to happen. The Bible says they were going about their daily routine and their daily business. And they were marrying, they were giving marriage, they were being productive. And they were eating, they were drinking, they were trying to be healthy. And they were probably even doing a little bit more than that, the Bible says, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. The Bible says so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And the Bible says it like this. Then uh, shall two be in the field. Hear me today. The Bible says there's going to come a day when there's two that are in the field. And one of them is going to be taken up. And the other is going to be left there still working in that field. Looking around saying. Man, that was amazing. How did he do that? And he may start out with some amazement, some wonder. But it's going to turn to fright. It's going to turn to fear. It's going to turn to realization. It's going to turn to some revelation, if you will. Amen. That this person, uh, that person was just telling me about the Lord. And I told him another day, another opportunity. I live for God. Uh, this person was just telling me about the love of Christ and how God wanted to save me. And I told him no. And that was my last opportunity because I'm looking around in this field. And he's nowhere to be found. Right. And I don't know where he is. Hallelujah. The Bible says another scenario like this. Then uh, two women shall be grinding at the meal. Mm-hmm. Two women working. Trying to make some, some bread. Trying to make some flour. Trying to go in there and they're working. They're doing what they, what they can be doing. Uh, in modern day vernacular, you might say two women might be in the kitchen, Sister Felicia. Two women were in the, in the kitchen. And they were, uh, maybe they were rolling tortillas. Maybe they were making some masa for some tamales. Maybe they were just working and one lady was telling the other lady, hey, you really ought to consider coming to church. Yes. Hey, you really ought to consider giving your heart to God. You really ought to consider this, what I'm telling you. And those two women in that kitchen just working, rolling that dough, whatever they're doing, grinding at the mill. the Bible says, one of them is going to be taken and the other one's going to be gone, snatched. Out of this place. And the Lord himself said watch therefore. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. 1 yes, yes. Corinthians chapter 15 and 51 says. Behold I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. At the last trump. Some have joked around and said, well, that must mean that there's going to be another Trump in office. Because the Bible says that the last Trump. Throw a little bit of humor here in case you don't know politics. got—I've Obviously, people get carried away with that. That must mean that the grandson's going to run and we got a little bit more time. The last Trump. No. That's the Trump of the Lord. That the last trumpet that sounds. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. We, we grew up singing this song. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah, bye and bye. I'll fly away. One of these days that's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. They may have preached it since we were kids, uh Brother Josh. They may have preached it all, all of our lives. But somewhere, Sister Nancy, one of these days it's going to happen. Yeah. One of these days, the nature, you may have grown to the church here But one day it's going to happen. The rapture of the church, and I don't know about you, but I want to be among that number. I want to be among that number. I want to make heaven my home. I don't want to be stuck down here on earth. I don't want to be the one, brother, no, at the doors of our church on the day after sin. Is there anybody here, Pastor? to give my heart. And it's yes. going to be. Brother Nigel, the they're going to pound the door of your house and say, Brother Nigel, are you in there? Are you in there? And the hearts are going to begin to peep and they're going to begin wondering, did I miss that great day? I missed that great day when the Lord You can play around with this law for a long, long time. Amen. You can toy with this uh, commitment, this idea of commitment and say, well, I'm not going to commit all. I'm not going to give all to God. Maybe tomorrow, maybe another day. Maybe next year I'll really be what God wants me to be. I'll be a Bible study teacher. I'll be an usher. I'll be a greeter. But down the road somewhere, down the road, and God is saying, no, (sighs) no. Jesus told a story, a parable, Matthew chapter 25, about the ten virgins. And the Bible, the Lord said, five were wise and five were foolish. And the Bible says that the characteristics and the actions of the five foolish virgins was they did not trim their lamps and they did not keep their vessels full of oil. And the Bible says that one day it was near the midnight hour that the bridegroom came and they said, hey, the bridegroom's coming. The bride, is, the bridegroom's coming, and the five foolish begin to panic, and they begin to, uh, they begin to, their hearts begin to race, and they begin to say, "Oh my gosh, oh my, oh my Lord, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I'm not ready." And they took off to go make themselves prepared. And the Bible says they were gone, and the bridegroom came and took the five wise. That had their lamps trimmed. They kept trimming their lamps, Sister Raina. They kept filling their, their vessels with oil, and they kept making sure that if the little things get out of hand in my life, I'm going to trim them off. Yeah. If, if, if I begin to get an attitude, if I begin to get a spirit, I'm going to take it to the altar and I'll trim it off. If, if I begin to get nasty, if I begin to do an attitude, if I begin to do rebellion, get in my spirit or finish que right now because I'm imagining what it's like. I'm trying to picture in my mind what it's like. Amen. As, as I'm looking around here on this earth and perhaps it may happen in a service like today. Amen. Perhaps it may happen in the middle of the preaching. Amen. Where the preacher's preaching and and everybody's snatched out of here and some of you are looking around like what just happened? What just happened? Mom? What's going on? Dad, what's this about? And that, that's going to turn to some sobbing. Oh, yeah. It's, got, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. As you, you may have come and you may have uh, minimized, you may have said, well, yeah, that, that guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Pastor, Pastor Cameron, he just likes to scream his thumbs out and sweat and spill over the front row people. Yeah, that's faster. It's crazy. Sometimes, I don't know if he's in the book or not, but you know, make sure you know. I'm in the book. I'm in the book. I'm telling you, it's going to happen.
1: One of these days.
0: One of these days. Corday, one, one of these days. It's going to happen. One of these days, Sade, you're going to hear a trumpet. With a the mic. There's going to be a trumpet. Not because I said it. Because his word said it. Emily, one of these days there's going to be a trumpet sounds. Mm-hmm. You might look around and say, "Well, is it my neighbors goofing off again?" My, my, my parents lived near uh had some neighbors several years ago, and they would always be playing the trumpet and the, and the guitar, and the, and you you know you hear these sounds and lots of commotion, lots of excitement, but there's going to be a certain trumpet one of these days, Emily. It's going to happen, sister Claudia. It's going to happen. It's going to be that last call. But there's not going to be time to get ready when that trumpet sounds. There's not going to be time. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, give me five minutes, Jesus. Oh, oh! You didn't tell me you were coming right now, Lord. Uh, just, just let me just uh, go change my clothes real quick. Let me just go. Let me just go repent real quick. No. If you've been fooling around, you've been not living for God. You've been unfaithful. And that trumpet finds you at that moment in your life. Be the biggest regret of your life. Why did I do that again? Why did I give in? That was the last opportunity that I had. Can I shift gears for a moment and tell you about what heaven's going to be like? Because that rapture is not going to just take us to some clouds where you're going to have a hard time breathing up there where the air is going to be thin, you're going to be like, oh, I can't breathe up here. Why did I decide to go in this rapture? That's not what's going to happen. Because the Bible says that we're going to ever be with the Lord. Can I tell you a little bit about heaven this morning? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city The new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Amen. That's the bride of Christ. That's you and I today. Amen. A bride. And verse 3 says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. And verse number four, like we sang a few moments ago, it says it like this And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Somebody shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Amen. There's not going to be pain, there's not going to be suffering, there's not going to be tears in heaven, there's not going to be the struggle. There's not going to be the anguish. There's not going to be the parting with loved ones. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto them, Right for right for these words are true and faithful. He said unto, unto me it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is athirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. What's happening in this place this morning is there's a fountain, a spiritual fountain that's just bubbling over. Can I tell you, it's it's right here in this this church this morning. There's a fountain that just, it's just springing forth. You and I are here today. And there's a a fountain that's just blowing forth. And to the person that says, I'm going to get a hold of it. I'm gonna reach out and grab. I'm, I want. I want what God has for me. I want what God has for me. That person can find life today, healing today. Whatever you have need of this morning. The the the, the chapter continues talking about many different things. Uh, the, the city was. Four square and the length uh, is large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof in 140 and 4 cubits. According to the measure of a man that is of an angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city was pure gold. Like unto clear glass. Walls of jasper. The city was pure gold. Like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And it gives you the list. And verse 21 says, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty. And the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place that God wants this church to go to. They'll make it to. But the test is in how you respond right now in this service. The test is in how you respond right now. To some, this message may cause you to close your eyes and drift off to sleep. To others, it may cause you to just disregard and put your mind on something entirely different. To others, it may just be something you say, you know what, not just right now. Yes, I agree with everything you're saying, but you know what? I'm just not ready right now to give my heart to Him." It's going to happen. And God has prepared a place. The Bible says in one, one particular verse of scripture, in the book of Isaiah, fools do not err therein. None of us are going to look around and say, oh, what do you know? I'm thinking Oh, who's was even trying. Here I am. Wow. I just kind of fell into heaven and here I am. Thanks, Peter. Let me through the gates. It's not going to happen like that. Right. It ain't going to happen like that. It's going to happen because you made it be your mind. I'm going to get there no matter what it costs me. I'm going to take that lamp. I'm going to trim off whatever I've got to trim off. I'm going to cut away some things so I can be ready to meet him. I'm going to say, God, whatever you have for me. Heaven is not some place like one faith describes it in such despicable terms where each man has access to, to virgin women for their selfish desires. That's not what heaven is. Heaven's a beautiful, clean place with purity and holiness. That's heaven. Heaven's is not some place you get to after spending some time in a place of purgatory. Amen. Heaven is a place. Amen. It's not even just a mere state of enlightenment and as others, as other religions put it. Amen. But heaven is a place. Amen. That God is preparing for each and every one of us. And that's where he is. And it's not anybody that just gets into heaven. Amen. In fact. Amen. of so you may not like the politics of our current president. says that when we get to heaven there's going to come a day when time is going to stop time's going to stop you say well what does that, what does that mean what does that? I don't know what that means it's so for right now that if, if we were to kind of put it in some kind of terms that we might be able to understand in a very limited capacity it's where the sun and the moon right now stop moving. And it's just, it's 104 on my clock. It just stays 104, if you will. And it's 104. And you look at your clock a little bit later, it's 104. It hasn't changed. It doesn't end. It's forever. In the city where the Lamb is the light, it's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you today that there's not just a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. There's a hell to avoid. Whatever you got to do, you make some decisions, you make some choices, you you sever some relationships, you sever some some habits, you you cut some things off of your mouth that you might make it to heaven and avoid hell. (laughs) The Bible says that in in Isaiah 5 and 14, therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp... And he that rejoiceth rejoiceth shall descend into it. Hell is enlarging herself to take in the masses. I'm going to conclude with this, if the musicians could come. And I'd like us to stand to our feet, if you will, please. The book of Matthew, chapter 9, and verse 43. the book of Matthew, chapter number 9. And there's no 43. Mark, Mark, sorry, Mark 9 and 43. Sister Gina's probably going crazy back there. That's no 43. Pastor, there's no 43. Mark, chapter 9 and 43. And if thy hand offend thee, there it is. If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Right. Into the fire that shall never be quenched. Where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. You ever see a worm? You ever seen a worm? You know where you can find a lot of them? In a compost pile. You know what composting is? You just begin to throw all your scraps in there and banana peels and leftover food the worms begin to find that and they just they devour what is rotting they devour what is rotting in other words the bo- the bodies are not going to fully be consumed they're just going to keep rotting and the worm is not going to die the fire is not going to be quenched I-, I believe there's probably going to be- I could be wrong there might be a-, a little element of healing that happens in hell as your body heals and then it burns again and it begins to be consumed again and if thy foot offend thee cut it off the Lord doesn't say well make a, have a negotiation with your foot and begin to talk to your foot see if you can perhaps keep it if it doesn't want to live for God or your eyes that you keep struggling with. Or your, your hands that you keep struggling with. Or your, or your feet that keep taking you places. If, if it's something that's going to offend thee. And, and cause you to, to miss heaven. And to make to split hell wide open. Cut it off. If thine eye offend thee. Pluck it out. The Bible says. It is better for thee to enter into heaven. Into the kingdom of God with one eye. Than having two eyes. To be cast into hell fire where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. (coughs) There's some people in this place today that need to make some decisions and some choices. Say, I'm going to cut some things off in my life. I'm going to cut some things off. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to repent. I'm going to repent of my sins. I'm going to say, God, take this, this hand or this eye, this foot of my whatever, this struggle is having this issue in my life is take it god I i want to cut it off right now i want to repent of my sins i want to sever some things in my life god if it's a boyfriend that's causing me to to miss heaven and to split hell wide open i'm going to cut off my boyfriend. If it's alcohol, if it's drugs, if it's pornography, if it's a relationship, if it's whatever it is. Amen. Some of you have got to come to an altar this Sunday afternoon and say, God, I'm cutting it off. Because I want to be ready for the rapture. I want to make it to heaven. And I want to avoid hell. Whatever I've got to do, Lord. I'm going to tell you hell is hot and heaven's beautiful. I'm going to tell somebody, amen, hell is a place you don't want to go there. Hell is for eternity. It's for all of time. And I believe that the one thing that everybody in hell is going to keep. Listen to me right now. The one thing that you're going to keep in hell. The one thing you're going to take with you in hell. Is your memory? You're not going to lose your memory in hell. In, in hell, amen. If you were, if you had Alzheimer's or park or what, uh, the other uh, dementia, or whatever it is, if you had all those things, when you get to hell, if you if you still live in such a way, your memory is going to come back crystal clear, clear as day, and you're going to remember this preaching, amen. With that crazy young man as a pastor preaching hell, hot and preaching heaven beautiful, and preaching the rapture imminent right now and if I was you and I wasn't ready to meet the Lord I would run to this altar if I was you and I was questioning if I was right with God I would run to the altar if I was some of you right now and I had spoken in tongues in a long time honey I'd run to the altar and I'd say God let me be let me be one of the five wise That kept their vessels still with oil. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This altar is open right now. This altar is open. This altar is open. There's no pulling teeth today. Amen. There's no, amen, grabbing somebody. Amen. The Bible says that we are to pull them out of the fire. We are to pull men out of the fire. Hallelujah, some of you that have gone for so long without speaking in tongues, honey, I will run to the altar. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. Some of you that are playing around and say later, another day, I don't feel like no, God can do it. I'm telling you, amen, there's going to come a trumpet. A rapture of the church you have not to, to make yourself ready. you're not going to hang on the coattails of mama you're not going to hang on the coattails of grandpa you're not hanging on the coattails of your father it's either you got it or you don't got it I need somebody help me pray Pray them for, pray them for, pray them for.